Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, a Stranger Things podcast. Stranger Things podcast. That's you, what it is. You almost didn't say it. I didn't. Oh, I zoned. It's difficult because we've been binging nerd. Yeah. And soon we've got these grand ideas for the remainder of the show. And so I always hesitate, you know, like, do I pigeonhole us into Stranger Things like that anymore? <laughs> right. I don't think I should. Because uh, for, for new listeners, very soon we're going to divulge into a, a weekly podcast, uh, maybe even YouTube live stream with video content where we discuss all of the relevant news in, in streaming culture and probably some occasional cinematic things and video games as well, just because we're all very uh, diverse in our tastes. Mm-hmm. Nerds. We're nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so We're culture. <laughs> that's the... Uh, Star Wars. That's the future. I have so many Criterion <laughs> Collection DVDs. <laughs> I have three. I do. Uh, All so of them Wes Anderson films. <laughs> that is the future of the podcast. But for right now, we're going to stay on on course with our streaming things coverage. Uh, tonight is Chapter Five: The Flayed, which might be <laughs> the most. Uh, one of the best episodes ever. It's, it, there's potential for that. It's probably the best episode ever. What, this, this episode? The Flayed? Yeah, the oh, Flayed. Wow. Yeah, it was very intense. Is it the shortest episode? It's, I don't know. I, I have no scientific evidence to say that it is, but while I was wa- re-watching it, I, no. I thought, wow, this flew by. It's one minute yeah. shorter than Chapter 4 of the Sauna Test, which is about 10 minutes shorter than most episodes, and but... Two minutes longer than Chapter Three, the case of the missing lifeguard. Huh. One minute longer than the first. So actually, no, Steve. All of the other episodes the are shorter than this one. Wow, <laughs> it just it just flew by. Is it that does. good? Yeah, by one or two minutes. But Netflix describes the flayed thusly: strange surprises lurk inside an old farmhouse and deep beneath the Starcourt Mall. Meanwhile, the mind flayer is gathering strength. That meanwhile made me realize that you you should be reading these like the announcer from the Justice League cartoons. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> at the Starcourt Mall. <laughs> we tried to hire that oh guy, God, but he wouldn't perfect. respond. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, well. That that's explains why he's, why he's not answering my tweets. <laughs> Wait, who's got his Twitter account? <laughs> he's, he's, got an, he's got an in-memoriam. <laughs> So I'm going to be His honest. His Twitter account was literally just photos of things and with it all caps, meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> a few uh, caveats for our seasoned listeners. I did not watch the episode today. Typically I do. I've seen it a few times. So my notes are very, uh, you know, all over the place, unspecific. I apologize for that. Hopefully Steve can help me cover some extra ground. If not, fuck it. Andy's drunk. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a thing. So we're going to do our very best. Hey, guys. <laughs> we're going to do our best. Andy, the microphone's over here. We're gonna do- <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Streaming Things, a half-assed podcast. <laughs> Andy's just sitting there petting the dog going, oh, he's such a cute puppy. Yeah. So I went to a Reds game with my bourbon group. And as you can imagine, going to any event that has unlimited alcohol with a, peop- a group of people that is nothing but alcohol drinkers uh things went down <laughs> two of the three people i was with puked um i i was the sober one and 
you, you guys have soberer. You're experiencing now the. You're like the, you're like the smartest kid with Down syndrome. Right exactly. <laughs> I sit at the front of the short bus, so you're glowing. Um, anyway, so I don't know how this show <laughs> opens. Bit. I don't recall, but I do know the that, elevator. That okay, so that's the Scoops Troop is how yep. it opens. Yep. See? No, it shoots. It, it opens with them shooting down the elevator, which screaming. is a continuation. It, it's right? an amazing opening. Yeah. See, amazing opening, and I fucked it up. Because <laughs> all I could get from researching the, the whereabouts of this episode, the goings on, if you will, was that it starts in general with Nancy wanting to find Will because she realizes he must involve, be involved once she realizes what's going on with Driscoll. Because oh, man, that's like three scenes in. See, go ahead. Take it away, Steve. <laughs> Start us off. Okay, well, we open up with an elevator drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scoop troops are they're screaming as the elevator is falling into a chasm. It finally stops. Um, they all kind of argue over why and how they're going to get out of the elevator. Go into an uncle's birthday party or something. <laughs> yeah, Erica's like, my girl Tina will cover for me, <laughs> but if I ain't home tomorrow, I'm going to miss Uncle Jack's oh, yeah, party and, and my mom like, will come and die. kill you. <laughs> yeah, and something falls on Steve's groin and <laughs> he needs Dustin to help him get this thing off his groin. Uh, and, and yeah, and from there they cut to the Hess farm. Mm-hmm. Where Hopper and Joyce um, kind of, you know, they're continuing their investigation. Going through all the houses, and they seem to they see like a red glow coming out of the. It was like a like a vent, like a secret like. hatch under the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they get down there and they realize we got some Russians, mm-hmm. some Russians under the under the floorboards, and, and we, we are meet introduced Smirnoff. to the greatest Stranger Things uh, character of all time, Smirnoff. Smirnoff. Alexi. Alexi. Was Alexi in the first episode? Uh, was he mm, so when maybe, so you know how oh, the season he? opens with the Russians and yeah. then the the like lead scientist gets killed by the I know general. that he takes that guy's job, and but he, I don't know if it was clever enough to have him like in the background. I well, I, th- I thought was he, he the one that he talked to after he got dude got strangled and then he turns the other guy and he's like, yeah, you have a year. Yeah, I thought well, maybe him? perhaps I thought that was oh, I thought shit. Alexi is the one that dude's like you have a year to do this or you get. Boris, <laughs> that, that's something for uh, rewatch for you season three. With one hand, I lift you and choke you like in movies. <laughs> so strong, it'll be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I will lift you up. No, no, I saw it. Like I, I don't want that. No, I will lift you with one arm. Very it's physically cool. impossible, but in movies we do this. Soviet Russia does <laughs> one arm. You see this little stool I put you on. <laughs> <laughs> the camera doesn't show this. <laughs> Boris will lift you up behind, so it looks like I'm holding you up with one arm, but really it's Boris. He's you don't watch the behind the scenes of Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's really dark. <laughs> That's how that went down. Anyway, I don't remember what's going on anymore. So, Steve, you're in charge of this fucking thing. I've got, like I said, I've got all the groups separated. I know what happens in all the different four quadrants of this episode. Oh, gosh. Okay. I will do my best. But the beat by beat is dead on on my end. Steve's a pro. Are we doing the beat? Are we doing the beat by beat? I mean, this episode's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, that is the chocolate pudding, is this episode. This whole episode. It's cheating. We'll strap into the car, guys, because you're following Steve beat <laughs> as he hits the beat hard because he took notes. Steve's a beater. Uh, next, uh, next up we talk about uh, is what you briefly mentioned earlier, Chris, is uh, Nancy's at the hospital and she calls Jaybird, who's trying to get some sleep. It's, mm-hmm. it's like 5.58 in the morning. Oh, he's so pissed. And that phone's ringing. I've been there. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been there where the phone is just ringing nonstop? Mm-hmm. And this is before you could just lift up the phone. In your bed, and see, see who it's it calling. Is. Yeah. It's, it, the phone is down the Back hallway. Back in the day, it would just the suspense would make you 
answered the phone. Like, who the fuck is this? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I got to know. This is before caller ID, too. So that's yeah. just mind numbing. Anyway. Uh, so he eventually gets to the call, to the phone. He's like, what? And it's Nancy. And she's at the hospital. She's not in the mood for his uh, his lectures because he doesn't like the fact that she looked into the Driscoll case more. Right. But she gets his attention because she really wants to talk to uh, Will and make sure that Will is safe. Mm. Ooh, and he's worried about his little bro bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I think this is the first like hint of the relationship between Jaybird and Will that we've had in the yeah. entire season. I know, you know, and you would think he'd be watching him really closely still. But that used to be the foundation of the show, and now he just doesn't give a shit. Well, things change. You get older. Yeah. Well, he clearly yeah. cares, but mm. it, it is, obviously the show has moved on from that yeah. from that relationship, which, which is, is kind of good. a shame. It, well, it's, it's good. But good and, yeah, it, it's both. Some of my favorite earlier scenes in the, in the, in the early season was um, Jonathan and Will bonding over music. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that was the greatest thing ever, listening to The Clash. Absolutely. That was awesome. So now we get all of the, the adolescents and young adults finally reunite to compare notes, right? Or is that not the next scene? When they uh, meet at Mike's house. We can say it's that scene. But it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the next scene is Hop, Joyce, and Alexi. They have escaped. Or no, they're not escaped. They're still down there. Oh, I'm so sorry. They have escaped by now. Wow. Well, that's a My, huge thing to skip over. Yeah, that, that, that a yeah. huge battle scene underneath the bed, which sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Terminator fight. The, the Terminator fight where Hopper is fully prepared to blow that guy's brains out, which is awesome. Uh, Do we, does that guy have a name yet, or is he just... I don't think he ever does. T2. Oh, okay. uh, T2, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and then Joyce tries hilariously to help and ta- lobs the gun <laughs> at Hopper. <laughs> and then it slides into the villain's hands. Which is by far my favorite sequence, <laughs> potentially of all time. It's one of the worst throws in cinematic history. It's like, Hopper here! <laughs> Hop, take the take the Peter! Oh, dang it, Hop! If only the magnets worked! Hey, you could have shot like, over to What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, brutal, brutal shootout, and then they get away, um, and Hop screaming, drive in the car. Yeah, mm-hmm. him screaming at Joyce to drive and to quit fucking around is like so funny. Like, because Joyce is trying her best. He's like, come on, Joyce. Joyce. Joyce, why are you dumb, Joyce? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the way he screamed, that yeah. was fucking awesome. I, me and uh, Carissa, my girlfriend, we, we just died laughing. And every time that we watched it, uh, it works every time. So that's yeah. probably going to be my number one pudding. Just spoiler mm. alert. Just yeah. It has to be just the, the reaction that it elicits every time. Go David Harbour. So now we get to the gang is in Mike's basement. They're discussing what are they going to do about Billy? Thank God. Lucas suggests, well, this is easy. We can just heat him up just like we did Will. But mm-hmm. no, we can't just do that because then he'll just come back. So yeah, they, right. they need to get rid of the mind flare and not just take care of Billy. They quirk, uh, quirkly, quickly reach through a few logical leaps, which is uh, they're, they're accustomed to this sort of situation. So it's believable. But they realize you know, hey, we got to stop the mind flare, not just Billy. And then logically, there must be more flayed. And then Eleven posits that Heather is probably flayed. And then, uh, you know, Nancy is like, Heather, Heather, blah, blah, blah. And so, and her father is the head of the newspaper. So she's like, ha, I told you, Jonathan. Uh, So then they all decide to go to Heather's house and do some investigating, which is probably not the next scene, but that's the next scene of notes that I have because the whole first section (laughs) is just Nancy's story. So what came before that, Well, well, let's like (laughs) ruminate on this since, I mean, it is pretty much the same thing. I, I, not to skip too far ahead, but I did think it was funny. Last episode we talked about 
the annoyance of um, Eleven not being able to talk. Yes. Yeah. And they have a really funny moment where um, Eleven was spying on Hopper because she wanted to make sure that he was safe. Right. And that's what mm-hmm. led into the scene is uh, Hopper and Joyce had gotten away. They were trying to repair the car, but it blew up. And Alexi, we get the first hint that Alexi's not a bad guy. He's actually a good guy because... Uh, and he's he like saying, stop. He's yeah. adorably aloof. Like <laughs> the whole time, he never seems to be concerned very... Like even when he's kidnapped, he's like, oh, okay, we're going over here. <laughs> Ooh, is this strawberry? <laughs> they think he's running away, but really he's just like, ooh, a 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he hears that there's something wrong with the, the ignition in the car. Right, because he's an engineer. Them. Yeah, and... Like he's like stop, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, so Eleven has been spying on Hopper to make sure he's there. She tells Will that his mom's there with her, and they're like, well, "What's why is Joyce with Hopper? That's weird." Um, where, where are they at? And Eleven's like Illinois. And they're like, the state of Illinois? And then it just cuts to Eleven, who's looking at them, because that means nothing to her. And she's right. like, Ill- Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. Did I say it right? Yeah. <laughs> Not, Illinois. Her, she was in Illinois recently, right? In Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watch uh, everything with uh, subtitles on. So it literally said ILL hyphen Annoy. It, it was pretty hysterical. Illinois. <laughs> I'll see my way out. <laughs> um, but what did you guys think about? Because I, I, I know for me personally, when Nancy gets, um, when Nancy and Jaybird meet up with them and they decide to team up, I was so happy. That, Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. Stranger Things. That is Stranger Things that's to me. And I just like the band's back together. And We're going to solve I, crime. I feel like every. The boys um, are back in town. And Nancy. Every season is just a weird machination to try to reunite the entire gang in some way that's believable. Yeah. And so now in episode five, they've almost succeeded because Dustin and Steve aren't there. But right. and now the, the crew's getting kind of big too, so it's difficult to do that. But mm-hmm. absolutely, it was. Uh, that's what we. That's what. We're, that's why the fuck we're here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we came to throw down, right? <laughs> with with the D and D kids, they've been throwing out red alerts for it's the like, past like three episodes. Anytime you go to a rock concert, to, you know, to see the headliner, and then you know the opening acts are really good, but when you know Cage the Elephant comes on, it's like it's fucking showtime, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. August second, I've ever been. Just this, saying, guys, this is why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this goes to back to the elevator with the Scoops troop. Um, Steve is tired and he's he's a cranky pants because he's been up all night with Robin trying to figure out how they're going to escape the elevator and Dustin is kind of like I don't know why you're cranky you got to spend the night with Robin mm-hmm. and Steve's like shut up with that I'm going to pee off the elevator <laughs> yeah I thought that was weird like at Stranger Things I don't have any problem with the violence ramping up a notch but I don't know for whatever reason anybody that knows me knows that I watch horrible things without even batting an eye frequently but I, I don't know I don't know why it was weird. Like, oh, acknowledge yeah. that they're peeing. It's like, who cares? Now, I know you've seen Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> right. Very explicit. And then it becomes a plot point. Dude walks in and is like, does that smell like piss? Yeah. It's like, no. You, well, you like, can't. Say, dude, Chris, if you were to piss under this table right now, we're three feet apart, I wouldn't smell it. You might, depending on what I've drank that day. Well, though. that's true. If you if you ate asparagus, uh, yeah. I might smell it. Also, if you're dehydrated, I don't know if you know this, Andy, but if you're dehydrated, urine does smell worse. Yeah. That's so, fair enough. Which and Steve if, has spent all night in the elevator. He's probably very dehydrated. Hydrated. Yeah. People were hydrated in the eighties. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's facts. Everybody knows. I do love how he starts peeing off the, the edge. And it's and just dripping down the wall. Yeah, and Robin's like, Can you redirect your stream? <laughs> yeah. Um also when the, the Russian guy comes in 
And he's like, oh, do you, do you smell that? And the guy's like, what? It and like the, the subtitle just says piss. But the Russian guy's like, and I'm like, all of that can't just say mean piss. He said something else. I don't know. It's the word for piss in Russia. Oh, he pissed. Like when they're drinking vodka together, you know what I mean? Boris, where are you going? I'm going to go take a Da. Oh, da. Um, but as those guys leave to to you know take their shipment out of the elevator, Steve swoops into action and he kind of like does this cool like roll move and takes one of those canisters of green goo. Steve's and blocks a bad the motherfucker, door. as goofy as he is. Yeah, right. Even with uh, an ice cream scooper, if you noticed, he's I very deft. Love that sequence when they're getting out from under the elevator and blocking blocking it as it and uh, as it's closing and then sliding underneath it. The way it's shot and the way it's lit is dope. That is a really cool scene for such a minuscule piece of probably the best episode of Stranger Things ever. Even that little bitty sequence was fucking fantastic. Well, I think it's very suspenseful, this entire episode, and I've been meaning to discuss it, and I didn't. So when I was rewatching, I think for episode four, um, I accidentally started playing season one, episode one, just because of the way Netflix's mechanics are. Mm -hmm. and. But I had already been watching it. So like for the fourth time or whatever. So it started in the middle where like Will is in the shed pointing the gun at the door right before he gets kidnapped by the Demogorgon. Oh, yeah. Um, and somehow doesn't get eaten. Whatever. Don't care. So <laughs> I thought watching that for like 10 seconds, I was like, holy fuck, this show used to be way more horror driven than it is now. And I know that there's a lot of different aspects of the 80s to explore and things have gotten you know, taken off in a tangent by how much we love these characters, but I kind of got sad. Like maybe this show needs to end soon. Do you know what I mean? It's losing its core. But this episode, I think they've gotten back to their roots quite a bit with, you know, some really classic horror stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and the suspense. And I don't know, do you guys agree with those, that whole thread of thought or honestly, I think it's um, leaning more into the horror than it ever did. I think I felt like it was more sci-fi horror in season one and two. And in this one, like Spielbergian, it, yeah. In this season, we have more like legitimate body horror, um, yes. which we haven't really gotten before. We we're getting uh, people fucking getting beat. people fucking people fucking, <laughs> <laughs> which is horrific. Look away, children. <laughs> people are except getting... for you, Dustin. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know why. <laughs> people are getting beat to shit. People are dying in this in this episode. Like, it, it spoilers. Nancy and uh, Jaybird kill two people in this episode. Like, strip kill them. There's no way they're coming back because they they were not a part of the Tesla Hydra up up to this point. They just died. They well, killed. They nobody's killed coming Busey. back for reasons. Now that we've seen the whole show, but right. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, potentially the most violent episode ever. Has anyone um, died on screen yet up to this point in Stranger Things? Yeah. So oh, yeah, like certain, like I mean, not so eleven. Much, um, eleven snaps dozens snaps of people's snaps. necks. Yeah, newbie the died too. Eight, eight people. Newbie got ripped to shreds. You're right. I'm sorry. That that was. But uh, I mean, a brain to, to, fart. To your point, this definitely is the goriest Stranger Things oh, yeah. has ever People been. Oh, yeah, people are getting beat to shit. Like, honestly, um, a little bit later in the episode when we get to the um, the hospital horror sequence, which is straight out of, like, um, Halloween. Yeah, was um, it's very 80s slasher. Very 80s slasher. Uh, I swear to God was watching the episode thinking, 
these people might die when they have um, Nancy and Jaybird separated and the giant monster between them. I I thought one of these two has to die, and they are just twisting with our emotions to let us try to figure out which one it's going to be. Are you getting chugged <clears> up, Andy? I mean, uh, a little bit, it yeah. sounds like you're getting, you're getting really scared. A little bit. <laughs> Nobody hurt my Jaybird. Oh my god! I, I definitely feared for Nancy for a bit and was hoping mm. that it was going to be Jonathan. Yeah, uh, everybody hoped I, it was I'll, Jonathan. I'll be honest. There was a there was a moment. Um, I mean, this. I mean, we're already there. We skipped so far ahead, but yeah, fuck, fuck it. it. We're, we're in the fuck we're it. in the thick of it now. <laughs> Drunk Andy led us down that road. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys! And then thirty minutes later, I mean, guys, no. <laughs> it's fair. No, but there's a there's a point where um, when um, Tom starts attacking uh, Nancy and Jonathan. Which one's Tom? He's the their boss. Oh, okay. Um, and then he, Bruce is Busey. Yeah, Bruce is Busey. Bruce the Busey. Brucey. Well, there's that moment <laughs> where uh, Nancy's like on the one side of the room. Tom has thrown Jaybird on the other, and f- like he's got like a chair to his back. And for a second, I'm oh, not yeah. gonna lie, I thought Jonathan was gonna die right there. Oh yeah, he should have. I legitimately was like, oh my god, they're they're really gonna kill Jonathan in there's this way. There's some uh, logic of the mechanics of how the flayed work that I'm really upset with. Like upon reflection here. Um, but also, I just think in general, they need to raise the stakes of this show to keep it going. They can't keep having all of our beloved characters escape or mm-hmm. they're going to lose power, right? And I was thinking about it, and this is jumping. I'm going to trump Andy and jump across seasons here. But, you know, we've got essentially one important character dying every season. Um, and But it's always, like, not really that important. And recently, it's been, like, the brand new important character. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody from the core. <clears throat> so I don't know. I just think, and I don't believe that they, I know one could argue, well, blah, blah, blah died in season three. And that's huge. And like, we'll talk about that, you know, a week from now, but I don't think so. So I don't know. Um, I think they need to up the stakes and quit letting everybody escape some of these scenarios. Yeah. You know, we can't just have, um, you know, it is. It's a delicate w- a wire act to balance, since like seventy five percent of the main cast are children, and that is a very difficult thing. I mean, sure, I, I would applaud them if they were to like kill a child on screen because that's because that, that's a brave thing to when, do. If we blow up and get famous, like Canada gives us another chance. That's Can I say be, that? It's going to be a dangerous soundbite. I would applaud, I would applaud them. them if they killed a child, says well, like, Steve May 13. Well, like, what's that movie? Is it Mimic? Is that what it's called? That it's, is a movie. It's, it's, a movie. it's the movie with the giant cockroaches that mimic people. God damn it, Steve, these soundbites. It's the movie with the giant cock. <laughs> cockroaches. But no, like the one of the earliest scenes of that movie is like two young kids who are probably like 13. Mm-hmm are like <laughs> awfully murdered by Ooh. a giant cockroach. Is that the monster. one with Forrest Whitaker? I don't know. No. I know Josh Brolin's in it. It's not that's the mm. different movie. It's not Mimic. It's um it's another M. Uh, it's about a woman femme fatale. Species. Species. Yeah. yeah it doesn't start with an M at all. <laughs> it's for, it's <laughs> a Forrest Whitaker and they're like, I have powers. Yes. <laughs> Steve, so it's only Steve six close one away, away, man. It's pretty close. I love that. And it revert it somehow shocked Steve from memory. I was like, you know, it starts with an M. He's like, Yeah, species. <laughs> Which literally doesn't even contain an M. You said Forrest Whitaker, and my mind just like cycles scanning, through like just scanning <laughs> Forrest Whitaker films. Scanning, <laughs> scanning. Last King of Scotland. No. 
<laughs> Go. Sorry. Oh, that was a good movie. I watched that in a minute. <laughs> anyway, we're getting James all, McAvoy we're getting all fucked up here. Um, but yeah, it would be, a, you know, it's a very dangerous thing that they have to tiptoe in the future if they're going to decide to kill one of the main characters, if it's one of the child characters. Because really, you only have like a couple adult characters other than them to choose from. And that's, yeah. uh, you know, Joyce Hopper Murray. Um, Is Murray even one Karen? of the main? <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking of like, yeah. Adults who have like significant roles that yeah. we know of that we right might now, care about. Their move is to safely make you fall in love with a character within two or three episodes leading up to their death, right? That's sure. what we have Which with is Bob. Pre- pretty standard for any sure. serialized TV show. Sure. But, and then they, if they do, like in this season, you get somebody who we don't really like that much, but you redeem them right as you kill them, you mm-hmm. know, as a move. Um, I think they could safely take out like Will or something and leave, uh, leave a mark and i think will is set will. to be the hero um moving forward which was going to be amazing and we will get into that in later episodes of our hmm. podcast but i think he's set to be like the leader um do, have you guys ever watched any of the uh dc cw shows like arrow Legends I've, of Tomorrow, I've, watched, I've watched yeah all three of those they have a serious problem in that show where they were are unwilling to kill off anybody and uh and when they do, it's the wrong person. <laughs> Anytime somebody dies, it's like, okay, they're going to be back next season because they're, they need the ratings. Mm-hmm. And the, the people that watch this show expect to see these people in them. And so you will see throughout the course of five seasons, 10 cast members, each one of them are going to die at some point, And they're all going to come back in one way or the other. And it's, it's really frustrating because there's no legitimate stakes and so right, that's I mean, that's the, the thing with basic television stories in general is the illusion of stakes mm-hmm. or even TV in general. Comic right? books, especially. Right. And that's what made it's all act two Game of Thrones so special. Right. It was just like holy, like painfully real stakes, almost too much. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so it made it riveting. And so and I'm not saying Stranger Things is there by any means. I just think they need just one good shocker mm-hmm. to keep me invested in these kinds of moments like where Nancy and Jonathan found themselves great suspenseful scene well shot I love the 80s slasher you know Halloween th- I mean, probably straight, straight from Halloween with the hospital yeah. scenery oh, yeah. um, I don't know though I'm just sitting there the whole time like nah everybody's gonna be fine I vote Mike <laughs> you vote Mike <laughs> that's a good idea Mike. that's a good idea that would be oh my god that would be really interesting <laughs> Karen leaves Ted after her son is killed uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and Eleven loses everybody that she loves. <laughs> Ted commits suicide. <laughs> and Stranger Things just becomes dark things. <laughs> uh, but let's rewind. Let's go back to the Holloway home. Uh, Nancy, Jaybird, and the gang break into the Holloway house. They're basically the Scooby Doo, yeah, folks. At that point, <laughs> they're they're all kind of like. I love the scene, but it is kind of awkward where they're all, they're all awkwardly like in like a single file line, slowly going through the house and like looking at things <laughs> and like, oh wait, a clue. And they like zoinks. <laughs> like, do you remember? Do you remember that that there's a scene in Brooklyn Nine Nine where they're all at a house party and they're like, okay, everyone disperse, and they all like in a group <laughs> yeah, like move walk. together. You're not gazelles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's all I think about every time I see that the scene where they're walking through the hallway, home is they're like in this weird blocking that's just odd, but I love it because everybody it's break crazy. up. We look weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not gazelles. But they, but they find a bunch of chemicals. Um, it looks like someone broke into their freezer so they could eat the Freon in the back of it. Like and you do. 
Yeah, and this kind of leads into their their discussion about oh maybe like when you when you add two chemicals together you make a new one oh what are they but making? But still doesn't explain anything even after having seen the entire season. I'll yeah, just throw the, that out the there. The whole chemical things. What the it, fuck? It, it never gets explained. And I, also I how the flate are connected re- is reactions never. Reactions are happening. In that's their what I was alluding to earlier when the Nancy and Jonathan are fighting Tom and Bruce separately. Nancy's able to like brutally Tarantino the fuck out of Tom's head with, with the fire extinguisher, fire extinguisher yeah. which is awesome. Go Nancy. And it affects other dude says, owie, or maybe it's backwards. That's Busey. And it, but it affects Busey the guy, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. The dude's about to stab him with the scissors. I mean, yeah. he gets affected by that. And we saw that earlier with Driscoll being fucked up by Billy um, in the sauna, Billy in the sauna. Mm-hmm. but that doesn't track with the fighting with the flayed and well, perp- like Billy's completely fine I, while they're like throwing. I don't know. I'm curious because um, I, the the show has explicitly made it obvious that at least Driscoll and Tom and family have been drinking the chemicals, mm-hmm. right? And one would assume by the end of this episode, we see uh, Bruce. Bruce and Tom melt mm-hmm. and then they form into one big Which is when we find out that's monster. what the rats were doing. Da-da-da-da-da. I would assume because the rats blew up after they ate all the fertilizer, they're eating all these chemicals to kind of like somehow do something to their bodies to where if need be, the mind flayer <laughs> can release control of them, of their physical form and allows them to melt and be controlled that way. But uh-huh. when they need them in that you know human form for whatever purposes, they could be held together because if they're human quote unquote, like what Lucas said, if they're human, like they would die it, drinking that stuff, but they're obviously not dead yet. So I feel like when the mind flare, you think the chemicals are like melting their, the chemicals are melting their insides. The mind flare is somehow just holding them, them together. together in human shape. Yeah. And the, um, when the mind flare like attaches itself to your face, it's putting, it's putting itself into you. Cause you know how, like when they burned that, that like black smoke or whatever out of will. Right. Just think of more of that as being put, just put into other people. Yeah. Flare semen. <laughs> Fleeman. <laughs> Fleeman. Right. He's inflaminating. Oh, them. I've got all this Fleeman on me. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, I mean, the show doesn't explicitly ever say that. I mean, that's the best version of sort of logic that I could think of for the chemicals. Artificial inflammation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, Okay, after after that, we cut to Alexi makes a break for it. Uh, Hopper and Joyce are fighting and arguing, and he yeah, he goes right to the Seven Eleven. Is a good navigator. Did we skip the uh, car blowing up scene. Essentially, we, well, we, we talked, talked about, about that. it a little oh, okay. bit. Yeah, my bad. I'm but drunk. we we kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of did skip it. But yeah, we get to the Seven Eleven. We could see all those eighty snacks and mm-hmm. the shitty you know, clerk that works at the gas station. All of the Easter eggos in one scene. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopper gets his uh, Magnum PI car. The Todd father. The Todd father. That's yep. like the best license plate ever yeah. for I someone how Alexi doesn't speak English. He just kind of herds him to the back of the car and he's just sipping his uh, slushy like, okay. Oh yeah. When he, so the hopper goes to commandeer the Todd father's car and he's like, thank you for, uh, you know, letting us take this police business. This is a dangerous child murder. And it yeah. cuts to Alexi and he's just slurping a slurpy. <laughs> no, he doesn't look it, but he is one of the dangerous, most dangerous killers in the country. <laughs> Fucking choice comes in. He's like, detective Byers. Thank you. Uh, this gentleman has agreed to lend us his car to apprehend this criminal criminal. And she's like, yeah, he's a real dangerous forger. forger. Yeah. <laughs> he's like child murderer. Yeah, yeah, child murder. <laughs> he's <laughs> slipping. Really? Yeah. Joyce almost looks offended when she finds out that he's being accused of child murder. Know, right? Child murderer. He's such a nice guy. Alex, they would never have standards. Hop. 
<laughs> Here's the gun. <laughs> um, after they take the Todd Feathers car, we go to uh, we're we're back to uh, the Scoops Troop uh, in the underground tunnels. Um, uh, Dustin and Robin are talking about Prometheum. They're discussing what they think that green fluid is for. They're they're hypothesizing that's either to power something or to build something. Eric calls them nerds while also talking about Russians are commies, so they cut corners. And she wants yeah. to drink it. <laughs> and she wanted to drink it, but now, yeah. Does it, doesn't it break in the elevator? And Robin's yes. like, you want to drink that now? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. an, uh, very acidic is all we can say about that stuff. Uh, but there's a there's a moment where um, I believe Steve and Dustin have a moment where they're thinking, well, maybe the Russians are here because of everything that's happened before. But yeah. Robin and Erica don't know anything about that. Right. Stuff. So they have to right. explain things to them and they all accept it throughout this season. Anytime anybody catches people up, like as far as Erica and Robin are concerned, they're like, da, 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 oh, telekinesis, da, 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 Russian, da, 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 another dimension. And they're like, no shit. I did notice <laughs> that Barb went missing last year. <laughs> you mean Barb didn't just run away? <laughs> Oh, that's sad. <laughs> there was no body at the funeral, was there? What happened to Bob Newby? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me. Let me blah, blah, blah. So this that's eventually pretty much all my notes. I mean, so we eventually get to. Um, I mean, the, the gang figure out they, they need to find out where the flaying happens. Uh, but then the real meat and potatoes is we meet back up with Joyce and Hopper as they get to Murray fucking Bauman's house. Oh, yeah. I talk, love Murray. Talk about a character I was not expecting to come back. No shit, dude. It reminded me as, of Kramer versus Kramer, but Cray versus Cray. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got Murray and his you know psychotic paranoia, but then Joyce and her mania and like over-mothering. And so Murray's being Murray and nobody can stop him. What he's got to do. You brought him to my house and he's got to search, you know, Smirnoff for any weapons or bugs. And then Joyce just blows the fuck up on him. Like, we got to find the kids and you're a piece of shit. And then so I can figure know what out what do. happened to my magnets. Murray's like, all right, but he doesn't he's not having any of their shit. You guys want a bone. Get it over with. I'm over here working. And he frequently mentions that. But you got to love Murray. Right. Oh, yeah. He's always oh, for sure. straight to the chase. He's, he's always got liquor on stock. Goddamn right. He's and a love doctor. He he can pick up when people are having didn't some... Didn't he get Nancy and Jonathan together? He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is a love doctor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at that guy and you don't think so, but dude... He knows yeah, what's up. He knows. He knows. It's all, it's, he basically said, how was the fucking <laughs> like the next day? <laughs> That's right, he did. He made them eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um... So actually, and I did like that Hopper kind of uh, made fun of Joyce when Joyce like, this guy's crazy, Hop. And he's yeah. like, pot calling the kettle black, Joyce. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> Why don't you give him some of your medicine? Uh, so now we're going to move ahead to back to the scoop troops. They're sneaking into the Russian base. They're trying to find the signal. So earlier in the season, they heard that. Um, what would you call that? That transmission? Russian that, transmission. Yeah. Code. Yeah, they, they figure out that the code's coming from the base, and they figure that if they can get to it, they can send Which, some Which, by sort the of... way, another thing that fucks me up. How about that? I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. So, how far down did that elevator go, do you think? Way far. Many dude. hundreds of feet, it looked like, right? Miles. Yeah. How <laughs> did they hear the little uh, righty horse in the transmission upstairs, hundreds of feet above the earth? I don't know. I feel like somebody had to have been in the mall at some point because I do have Russian. Do you think he picked up the, the mall floor 
CB radio version of the code. Oh, oh yeah, so were, somebody th- just walking around. Okay, there. It, it was definitely not the guy that was at the. Uh, um, I thought uh, it was T two gymnastics or what was it? Oh, the fucking dancing guy. You know what the I'm talking about? Guy. The, the guy that they Patrick follow. Swayze? The guy that they follow around, <laughs> oh, thinking oh, he's a yeah, spy. The, the, and then oh, they, he's just, yeah. the Pilates guy or whatever. The guy who looks yeah. like Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, point being, I, I think that uh, there were some Russian spies out and about within the mall, and in later episodes, and really, up so they didn't pick up the source that. of that. It was upstairs. No, okay, that makes much more sense. Up to that. Okay, that makes much more sense. Sorry. Continue. But they feel like they, if they get into that room, they can send a you know distress signal for help. A code red, yeah. Uh, but when they sneak in there, there's actually one Russian guy manning the controls, and Robin tries to defuse the situation by basically just repeating the which yeah. is hilarious the signal back to him. And it but works slowly. for the first two statements. Yeah, it does until yeah. she gets to. What's she says China. Room? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as she said China, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, you look like a silver cat. So Steve rushes in there, and for the first time ever wins a fight, which Dustin pointed out. It was right. awesome. That's yeah. such a great moment. You won one. You <laughs> did it. It was, was awesome. That was a that was a good fan servicey moment for Steve. Yeah, for sure. He he earned he he was he was due to give someone an ass beaten, mm-hmm. not just be the receiver of an and ass beating. It has beating. to be some poor untrained guy, just a radio operator. And it wasn't <laughs> even really that he won the fight. Dude just happened to hit his head on the table and was just out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good enough. That's a win. That yeah. dude just fell poorly. TKO. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that Steve fought well. That guy just fell poorly. All right. He just uh, screams. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's my purse. I don't know you. Uh, so cut to. Oh, actually, sorry. Uh, Robin sees some sort of glowy lights from above the stairs. She goes to investigate it, and they find the gate. The Russians have their... Which Dustin and Steve immediately recognize. Yeah. They they are very shocked and scared to see that the Russians are reopening the gate right under Starcut Mall. That's the first goo gate that Robin has ever seen. Robin and Erica probably have no fucking clue what's what they're doing. What is that <laughs> weird extraterrestrial vaginal thing? Oh, let sit down for this one, Robin. <laughs> I would love to know That's what's going through their gate. mind. Why are they shining a giant light into the wall <laughs> making a big vaginal thing? Russians are weird. <laughs> right? Ruskies. You'll see when you have it in the wall, <laughs> make it big enough for the whole family. <laughs> Americans have glory hole. We have actual wall vagina. It's very nice. That's why we come here. <laughs> Get it? Anyway. Uh, now we're back at the hospital. Uh, Nancy and company, they try to walk right past the uh, the the nurses station lady because their plan is to get Mrs. Driscoll and have her go back to the source and follow her there. Yeah, that was Will's whole and plan. I love how mm-hmm. let her go back to the source. The logic, yep. which is a great plan, let's you know let Mrs. Driscoll go back to the source. Da 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 da. Right, that's great. But what sucks to me is watching the the crew allow itself to be split up because hospital rules. Only two <laughs> visitors at a time. And oh yeah, so I'm gonna pick Jonathan. Not the one with super powerful X-Men powers to go do this dangerous <laughs> thing. Jaybird with me because we right. got shit to talk about. And I was like, eh, that's a You bad shot idea. a gun once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad idea, but okay. Well, I mean, they probably don't expect there to be too much danger. Charles Xavier, stay by the z- vending machines. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm going to go talk to the monster. <laughs> but uh, they do have a... Um, 
Also, really don't use point. your ability to see what I'm doing the entire time. <laughs> Let me almost get fucking killed while you talk to your boyfriend. Listen, Eleven doesn't have an infinite supply <laughs> of Kleenexes to take care of her nosebleeds. She can't just use her powers 24-7, guys. <laughs> Dude, in the ensuing sing- scene, I don't understand how big that hospital is or um, how the power grid works to where it's they're running down endless hallways being chased by these flayed hydrated people. And... Uh, <laughs> They're, the lady's just sitting there talking about how good my pie is. I don't yeah. want him in my house. Not only is like, that entire wing unmanned where a patient just was yesterday. Yeah. But then there's an entire there. construction wing that still has like scissors and stuff. And there's like like uh, ceiling tiles missing and stuff. Like the, the entire hallway is not finished. Uh, like none of it makes sense. Who is staffing this hospital? Was it applied that uh, Bruce and Tom murdered that floor? <laughs> the entire floor? Well, they showed like several dead people oh. on that floor. That's true. That's true. Okay. But then nobody else. And it's nighttime, so I assume they have a skeleton crew of nurses up there anyway. Skeleton crew now, get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but we're cutting back and forth between Jonathan, going, Jonathan and Nancy going up the elevator. We have a really nice moment between the two of them where they apologize for their fight mm-hmm. from yeah. last episode. Reach a moment In of understanding. The elevator, yeah. Uh, and it comes like I was. What did he say? He was like, I am absurdly, ridiculously wrong or yeah. something. It, it was a really good scene. Don't let it go to your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it also cuts back and forth between them and um, Will. Not, I'm sorry, not Will. Uh, Mike reconciling with Eleven, asking her if her species likes M&Ms and then proceeds <laughs> to give her the green M&Ms, if mm, you know what uh-huh. I mean. Yeah. I oh, saw yeah. what uh, what Mike was doing. You don't give a girl green M&M's for no reason. Yeah, that's some major shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all of the boys and girls make up in this scene, which is nice. Yeah. So. I did love uh, uh, Eleven uses her psychic powers to Jimmy the um, the vending machine to get all the candy. Yeah. And Luke is like, dude, dude, that's the olive branch. Because <laughs> I read the Bible. <laughs> and Mike's like, I don't know what the olive branch is. And he's like, you dumb. <laughs> but then uh, 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 equally adorable was when Mike went over to talk to Eleven. Will's like, all right, homie, I'm out. You got this. <laughs> and Will bounced to give Mike some got room. to. I know yeah. what's going on here. And Lucas distracts the evil. You got to separate the girls to get along with one girl for sure. Yeah. Divide and conquer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> so what's he do to distract Max? Isn't it like see how many M&Ms I can catch in my mouth yeah, or something? They, yeah, they're yeah. doing the whole like catch. The, yeah. And he's like, you got one. And they're just cheering. She's they easy actually, to distract. They he's are, basically like squirrel. She's like, huh? <laughs> they are a perfect couple. <laughs> for yeah, sure. For sure. Lucas and Max. Max is a wonderful. So the only thing we really haven't talked about is the, um, I mean, we've danced around the fact that Nancy gets trapped by the blob monster. Um, and we get that wonderful scene that was in the trailer where the you know the lights come on for a second and the, yeah. the beast roars and then eleven in the nick of time, um, you know we have Deus Ex Eleven. Well, that's actually in the next episode. Is it? Yeah. This See? episode ends literally at the end. So, there the Jonathan and Nancy are standing on opposite ends of the um, the hallway. The lights go out. Lights pop back on. Monster roars. Credits. See, this is a benefit of me watching it right before we record. <laughs> well, I do have to say, um, this episode is the episode I feel like it is almost impossible to just like, well, I'm done viewing Stranger oh, Things yeah, for the day. No matter what yeah. you were about no to do, way. you were in there. In fact, um, when I originally watched this episode, it was like two in the morning and it was going to be our final episode to watch. And then that this ending happened. I'm like, God damn it. I'm staying until fucking three. Did you actually <laughs> happen to think 
for did you were you considering that Nancy might not make it or that somebody everybody thought I, Jaybird was done for I I honestly was very concerned for both Nancy and Jaybird I, I I wasn't so much concerned for Jaybird at that point because I thought he already was going to die and he lived yeah. at this point so now my main concern was Nancy because uh, again I wish I hadn't seen this trailer because in the trailer there's that shot of the monster roaring right in her face alien three style right yeah and so i knew that was coming mm-hmm. and so in the back of my head i'm like fuck they better not kill nancy i'll be so bummed out if they do that right and all the people <laughs> that have survived if i ever have a movie that comes out like that's pretty big and successful and has a decent marketing campaign i will absolutely put in some red herrings in that somebody that's gonna die in the movie that I show a scene that in the trailer that's not real. Yeah, that would be legit. That's a that's a big bummer for a lot of media properties nowadays. Um, for instance, I saw Carl this weekend, mm-hmm. and if you watch, how the was t- that? It's fine. <laughs> Super fine. There's a, there's a lot of like it's a great movie, so we're like okay, apparently this is great. We saw it. It's fine. It's yeah. nowhere near as good as people are acting like it is. Produced but, by the Evil Dead guy, right? I think so. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like. Any time, like, because I, the trailer shows, like, almost all the deaths oh, yeah. in some capacity. So, like, as soon as, like, oh, there's a cop with a raincoat on, bet he gets grabbed <laughs> right in the stomach because that was what they showed in the trailer. There it is. Oh, right. he's dead. <laughs> and so, like, that's a, I really wish, like, movies that had moments like that in them. Like, I understand as a marketing team, you want to, like, entice people, like, ooh, it's a dangerous movie or a TV show. That's the problem, but though. don't I show think... them in trailers because then, like, in your head, I'm like, well, that guy's dead. I don't want to sound like a movie elitist here, but that's the whole point of trailers is to entice people who rarely go or go often but need to be enticed and don't care about beats being spoiled. They're not looking at, you know, they don't know about oeuvres and all that stuff, right? <laughs> and then, But then there's a tier of people who have chosen for me like i don't know about sports at all i don't watch those stats i don't follow those things but i do RBIs. that to that <laughs> right? RBIs, I, do, <laughs> I do to that extent watch film and follow that so now all i need is a couple critics that say it's great or a couple awards or some buzz at a film fest or to know that it's a certain director yeah, and i'm sure. gonna go watch it right so mm-hmm. i don't want to see any scenes or know much about the story whatsoever because I watch so many movies, I'm going to like infer a bunch of shit. Yeah. And so, and you know what I'm saying? Like what I'm saying, Steve, is stop watching trailers. I know it's hard. Know. You just run into an issue sometimes where when you step out of the game for just a minute, you miss out on some big movies that like some of your favorite directors have made just by virtue of them not being everyone else's favorite director. You, There was just no buzz well, about that's it. That's not true know? though, because I would argue if you're, if you're, really into like film Twitter um, and you know what I mean? And you follow like the news of movies. Like I know, you know, blah, 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 blah. Robert Pattinson's in this film and it won this award. It can, uh, but I don't know anything about it. I've definitely not watched a trailer, but I know that everyone loved it when they saw it. So mm-hmm. I just like make a note of it. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. just mean like if, if you step away from the scene for two weeks, you, that that conver- the cultural conversation can move on that fast. Absolutely, right? and, and I'm definitely in that. But I don't click on links to trailer. I've not yeah. seen the It Chapter Two trailer. It's I'm like a, a scene. The whole trailer is one scene. It's well, really weird. There's a new one that oh, came there? out at Comic Con that is more of a story trailer. Gotcha. And I pick it's and actually choose too. The first like, trailer was terrible. I mean, it was a cool scene, but it was as far as the trailer is concerned, like right. was weird. 
I'm, I'm get the older I get, like I'm, I'm kind of with you, Chris, where like, I, like I need to see a trailer just cause I, I, part of it for me is I need to see visually what they're doing mm-hmm. and what they're going for stylistically. Sure. That, that is lost in translation. If something's merely telling you like a critic, even if I trust one, like, Oh, they said it was good. It does something for me interest wise to like see something, which, but to your point, I feel like I'm at an age where I, you know how like movies will always have like the teaser trailer and then right. trailer two. Yes. I'm at a point where I will watch, I'm, I'm comfortable watching teaser one cause that will give me what I need to know. Yeah. Teaser two is usually where spoilers abound and come out of. And I have field. my own rules too. So like if it's like a Marvel movie, like Spider-Man homecoming or, you know, Avengers Endgame, I have no problem watching that. And I'm not shitting on those movies. Those are great films. A lot of great people work on them and do good work, but I don't think it's going to take anything from a movie like that from me. Right. Yeah. But if it's a brand new property, like I didn't even know what annihilation was. I just knew that it was the director of ex machina and that's all I fucking needed. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like I don't, I'm not watching a trailer. I'm not reading any reviews. I had read all of his books up until he started becoming a director. So I was so fucking stoked when ex machina came out. And it's like when Andy sent me the link to the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, I watched that immediately because that's, that's part of the fun for me. You know, I'm definitely Mm -hmm. not going to be like, Oh, you spoiled that movie like, right. that sounds absurd to what say that what happens in Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> right but like weed? it's literally the same movie again <laughs> but like A Quiet Place when that was running I'm closing my eyes and putting my fingers in my ears in the theater going da 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 because I don't want to see ironically uh, <laughs> now that I've seen it you know or like Hereditary I wasn't going to Google the trailer when I heard the buzz about that film I'm just going to go see it blind right. I have no idea other than that this movie's fucking crazy do you know what I'm saying mm. that's the difference oh, totally, that's the yeah. rules that I've made up so Midsummer is also crazy for the record um (laughs) but yeah to to bring this back to stranger things though um i know chris you and i specifically weren't feeling the first three episodes of the season and because you're full of shit because we're just big assholes (laughs) uh but for me at least because i know this doesn't apply to you but for me i feel like if i had not seen that second trailer that pretty much spoiled that Billy was going to be like the, the main flayed person. Mm-hmm. I feel like i probably would have enjoyed those first three episodes more. Cause I, I would not have known that. And I would have been in, like, what they're doing, what with Billy I'm in, what is happening? But because right. I knew that going in, it was like, let's fast this, forward through this. Cause right, I'm, this, I'm this on is board where he gets that. flayed. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, on, I'm on board with act two at that point. Yeah. So right. I, and, and that's a, and that's, that's all me. <laughs> Maybe I should have watched that trailer. I have eyes and ears. That's all me. Um, but yeah, so that is the end of episode five, The Flayed. The Flayed. Chris, what are we doing next week? Chris, I'm going to, you go back to being host. I'm okay. uncomfortable in this role. <laughs> so you our, fucking kill it, bro. Next, you did a great job, Thank Steve. You. Thank you. Uh, so our next segment is our Easter Ego segment, where we point out a lot of uh, 80s references, make some shit up where we can, find some old, even if it's just like a candy bar wrapper that looks different in 1985, we're going to throw it out there if we spotted it. That's most of the Egos in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even rewatch it, so I just uh, stretched it from my memory uh, and then cheated a little bit, too. So, Steve... Throw out an ego or three, and we'll move around the table. Uh, I'll do two. Uh, my first two. My first one. This is not so much an ego, but it was something that reminded me of the '80s and childhood. And that was when they're getting into the station wagon to go to the Holloways, and uh, Mike and Will have to sit in the back. And Mike's like, "Are you kidding me?" And they have to sit in the the weird station wagon, yeah, like trunk wood, seats, wood paneled, facing backwards. Yeah, oh, yeah. my I, family, my parents had one of those. My mom had one of those too. And sitting in that that weird back trunk seat was always like a 
a, almost a punishment, like, oh, I'm going to sit in the back. Oh, I thought that was a cool seat, dude. <laughs> well, I think it's because all my brothers and sisters were older, so they made me sit back there. So it was kind of like, oh, I want to sit up there in the front. Oh, I bet my siblings made me think it was cool, so I would think <laughs> I was cool sitting 100%. back there. God damn it. Uh, my other real ego is uh, when they're in the basement of the Hess house and Hopper comes up behind T2 and puts the gun to his head and he's like, yeah, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to put some... Um, was it daylight in the back of your head? Yeah. And the Russian guy's like, you will do that. You are policemen. Policemen have rules. That's almost like a direct copy of a scene from Die Hard. Nice. When John McClane, it's, I don't remember the character's name. It's the character that he eventually kills and like puts in the elevator that says, ho, 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 I have a gun now or something. I have no idea. What he, he sneaks up on that guy. I mean, and that, that guy's like, you are policemen. You have rules. So like that yeah. guy's German though, right? I yeah, think so. Ger- I think they're, they're German. Alan Rickman's German. Yeah. yeah. Gruber. So those are my first two. Andrew, um, so going back to uh, obvious uh, rappers and stuff in the Seven Eleven scene. Ludicrous. First off, oh. se- the Seven <laughs> the Seven Eleven uh, logo apparently has not changed in the past thirty years. Just wanted to <laughs> give a shout out to Seven Eleven, staying true to their roots. Thanks for being consistent. If it ain't um, broke, uh, you see old school Newport, Salem, Pall Mall, and Camel logos. I'm being Ooh. a smoker myself, uh, the Camel one stuck out to me as the most like drastically different the others are like slightly different it's like burger king has the slightly bubbly letters oh, in yeah. the 80s um but the camel one was like night and day different now i smoke camels personally um so i'm bound to recognize that as being something different um also in the course of that scene you uh get a uh, good close-up on new coke which was an 80s thing and apparently they brought it back because stranger things i want to order it just i'm, I'm gonna buy in you know what I mean? I never what, knew about that. What is the difference I, in the flavor? Yeah, I knew about. Well, I know Coke, how Lucas I, I feels about know, it. I didn't know. I don't know what it is. Have you heard of like um, Pepsi Clear or Pepsi White or yeah, whatever? I know um, Pepsi Clear. That's that. It's basically the same thing. It's like take a well-established soda and change it and try to market it to the masses. So uh. New Coke was, hey, let's take Coke and make it better, and it didn't work. Well, either. I understand the premise of like a. a different flavored version of a classic but like what does it taste like what is the no clue never had it because you remember berry sprite oh yeah when dude. that came out it was giving out free at Lollapalooza. It had a little purple uh yeah. logo yeah and i was super high and i just kept chugging the samples <laughs> uh anyway that was a good day <laughs> that was a good day <laughs> uh, i have some uh, deep cut egos okay. uh, for i just have all snacks written down um, because <laughs> it's 7-Eleven. The Blob, I think is, which I don't think is an 80s reference, but isn't that like a 50s film? Well, there is a 50s film, but there's also a pretty well-known 80s remake. Okay, mm-hmm. way to shit on me kind of while educating me, Steve. Well, no, like, <laughs> like Most people tend to know about that, it, uh, Chris. But, well, no, uh, like no joke. Like I would highly recommend that you like YouTube scenes from the 80s Blob because it's actually really cool. Like it looks disgusting. and I've done neat. some research into how they made the blob and it's fascinating right. uh, i've seen some scenes about that but um the terminator because we've said t2 a bunch is i'm gonna go ahead and cross right. that off but this one's impressive and i want to a lot of people that i know that i do this show but don't listen to it and say like stranger things is like it's okay like i've even had friends say that to me like make a point because they know what i do all the time yeah. you know, as far as the show like i don't get it man like I'll, I'll watch it like a couple months from now when i'm bored season three but this is why they're wrong so <laughs> Jake Busey uh, starred in a 1996 film, The Frighteners, which oh, is yeah. what is referenced when, in the battle between him and Nancy when they see 
Jake Busey doing that kind of shit. It's a direct Frighteners reference. No shit. That movie Ah. also stars Michael J. Fox, who is the main star of Back to the Future, which is all takes place in 1985, where this show takes place this season, which we thought was going to be a bunch of Back to the Future references because it is that year. Uh, Back to the Future, which it isn't other than them seeing that movie in this season. There is a side plot where they go to like Peabody's farm and there's all kinds of shit about how a mall is being built. And there's like, that's a big side plot point in one of the Back to the Future films. I'm just extremely impressed at the the layers of this. You are Charlie Day and it's always something with the conspiracy (laughs) board. Yeah, you got the yarn running everywhere. (laughs) What's the name of the person that doesn't exist that he's talking about? I don't even remember. (laughs) Isn't that fucking insane though? Yeah, that's like layered upon layer. I didn't even realize anything about the Frighteners. That's a good pool. Ultimate Easter Echo. Anyway. This show's so dope. <laughs> <laughs> so impressive. But that's all my egos. Um, Lego, I will, Steve. I'll go through all the rest of mine because I only have a couple more. Uh, Todd, he just the way he was dressed reminded me of, we talked about Vice City or like Miami Vice with like the blazer with like the rolled up sleeves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the, the song that he's listening to. I actually had to look up the song because I thought it was uh, the Scorpions when it was playing. I'm like, is that a Scorpion song? I don't know that song. So I, <laughs> I looked it up. It's actually a song by Loverboy called Strike Zone. Duh. It ain't a good song. I list, I put it on Spotify. I'm like, oh, okay, Loverboy. Let me listen to this. This is garbage. I do not like this <laughs> well, song. characterizes the Todd father, yeah, right? It does. It really does. Um, I was actually going to Google the score for this, um, the soundtrack for this episode and like try to fuck with Steve and be like, it's a terrible episode to do that. Yeah. There's only like two songs and I don't even know what the other one is. I was defeated by that. It's like (laughs) ominous tones. Fuck. (laughs) And then while I was looking up the uh, Loverboy song, I I saw someone else's pool, someone else's Easter Easter Ego that they found and I thought it was so fucking cool because they had like actual photographic evidence to prove it because you know sometimes you'll see like Stranger Things Egos and you're like yeah I don't know about that but no this guy had a great pull where the Hawkins Memorial Hospital logo is the exact same logo as the hospital logo from Halloween nice it's the boom there it is there you go (laughs) yeah they had photos of the Halloween and then the Hawkins logo in the show and it it is the exact same logo have you seen uh, the Stranger Things writers Twitter feed and like the things that are happening right now no they're doing some really deep cut uh, I don't know why I'm stroking the microphone. Yeah, like, it's very right sexual. in front of my face like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's some really funny Let shit. Let me tell you about their Twitter page. So <laughs> they've posted like Murray Bauman's phone number. And if you dial it, it gives you like oh, clues yeah. as to where Did Hopper you guys call might it be yet? or whether or not he's I alive. Called it. It's awesome. Uh, we should call it on air. We that should. Can, that, that, okay. Andy, that'll look be up, our, look okay. up the number. Here, you guys go ahead. That'll be our, our post credit scene will be our phone call. They also posted like six or seven tweets in a row with photos from past seasons and said random random things like what's Joyce doing or doesn't 11 look sad or whatever. I don't remember the actual letters. And then they said, we've actually told you what Robin's last name was. Were you know, were you paying attention? And then, so some fucking ridiculously good detective fan took the first letter of all of like six of their last tweets and it spelled Buckley. So apparently Robin's name is Buckley. And then stranger things, writers, Twitter feed was like, holy shit. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. We thought we were being clever. <laughs> holy shit. And then uh, somebody got a prize because they, they pointed out that in like episode six, 
the plants in the background of the lab downstairs is a, the Resident Evil healing herbs. Oh yeah, thing oh, nice. exactly depicted, and so they're like, "Yep, that's what we were talking about." Holy it's shit! Like, <laughs> that's cool. Some people out in this world are way better at this than us. Yeah, yeah. they should but, be on this show. Sure. <laughs> we should have them. <laughs> so, but it's really fascinating what they're doing. Anyway, I have a, just a couple of Easter eggos still that uh, did not get covered. Um, we got to see a bunch of uh, candy. Uh, candy wrappers and when uh, Eleven uh, knocks all the candy out of the vending mm. machine. I already said all snacks. No, that didn't, <laughs> you know, specifically Skittles, Kit Kat, and Reese's and Snickers. Uh, we get to see. Uh, we also, um, when the uh, Scoops Troop is walking through the tunnels, they talk about uh, a cyborg from Justice League and the Prometheum that his father used oh. to uh, to make him into cyborg. What a DC references this season. Yeah, no shit. But yeah, that, those were the last of mine. That brings us to our final segment, mm. the chocolate pudding segment, where we enumerate our top three favorite moments from the episode. It's really super arbitrary, but we do it. Steve, what is your number three favorite moment? My number three favorite moment is the child murderer sitting in the uh, Todd father <laughs> car scene. That just, just, just for that one shot of Murray, just living his best life, sucking right. on a Slurpee was just priceless. A lot, of, a lot of comedy gold in that one scene, and I really, really enjoyed it. Spoilers, that's my number one. <laughs> really? Uh, sort of. Um, sort of. My number three is the opening uh, scene of the elevator. It's such a cool way to open an episode. It's like uh, cut from black, cold open to... Everybody's <laughs> falling down the elevator. They're screaming. They're hitting the buttons, and like it goes to a top-down view of the elevator shooting down the shaft, and they're all screaming. And then uh, Erica America is uh, yelling about her uncle's party that she has to go to and stuff. Uh, it was just a really cool way to get you immediately invested in a comical way that also established stakes. It was it was dope. And certainly a product of the binge model television, though, oh, at yeah. the same time. But when you watch it isolated, it's like, oh, shit, can very ballsy. But right. Can you imagine if this came out, you know, 10 years ago before the binge model and like the, just the, the next week, the episode that ended way. and then a week later it just starts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, what? I forgot uh, what's going on. What happened last week, honey? Last week. On that was <laughs> a, I could see Ted saying that. I'm, I'm out. I don't understand. <laughs> My number three moment is specifically. Hopper tossing the car keys to Joyce and getting in the backseat uh, and screaming for her to drive. Um, drive. I just couldn't go without mentioning it. I love it so much. It's very good. And right after, a, you know, a great 80s style action scene, but and hilarious. So the, the ability to balance tension and comedy, just very well done. I love it every single time. When something's funny, the fourth, fifth, sixth time you see it, you know, it's funny. And uh, that is the case for this scene for me. Steve, you're number two. Also my number one. <laughs> <laughs> my number two is the return of Murray Bauman. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just love seeing that guy back. And he had like a weird, I don't know, like some metal detector thing that he was like shoving in Alexi's face. And he like came out with that double barrel shotgun. And he was like, yeah. surname. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he kept asking like, I need his surname, family name. <laughs> what is his last name? Like it, like he would fucking know. Oh, he's got a, he's got connections. <laughs> Get he has that a gun face, you bald American pig. <laughs> oh, and then he, the reveal, you guys know, fuck it, I'm cutting. I'm sorry. Cause Andy did that. My favorite thing in the world is when somebody speaks a language and you don't know they speak, right? <laughs> Especially when you're talking shit, like yeah. my, you know, Game of Thrones Daenerys, reference. Yeah. yeah. And then, then we got Murray Bauman doing that. He speaks fluent Russian. 
Oh yeah. So that is my number two as well. The, the Cray versus Cray. It's also my number one. <laughs> uh, my number two is, um, uh, Steve winning his fight for the first time. That that was just a really cool yeah, throwback. It's a dark um, horse for me. That that's uh, not quite uh, Stranger Things eating its own tail, but almost uh, just a, a self referential thing. That really really good fan service without being too much too much so. Um, I just yeah, it, it was cool. Like, and as soon as he knocks the dude out, like he reaches back and pushes back his hair and stuff. Like <laughs> such a Steve thing to do. It Steve was the Hair Harrington oh, yeah, finally yeah. won his fight. Steve, what is your number one pudding of this Hospital episode? Hospital shenanigans. Hopsittle. Okay. Hospital <laughs> shenanigans from the gross blob monster being awfully scary to even scarier Gary Busey's kid. Um, all the way down <laughs> to the maybe even the most scary hospital reception lady. Yeah, um, totally terrible uh, at her job. Uh, <laughs> talking about pies. That lady, like, I don't care if her pie's that great. I don't want her in my damn house. <laughs> You won't believe this kid coming in here with a whole zoo. And she's she blatantly ignores the phone too. She doesn't just not see it, right? Like the. Uh, I don't think she actually sees it because she's on the phone talking about the pie, and it's kind of it's like, like flashing behind, behind her. her. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to make sure because I was like, that's, she should be fired because it could be somebody dying. <laughs> she like right. looked at him like, not my problem. Yeah, <laughs> Paige, Doctor Parker, he's not breathing. <laughs> she should already my be fired. Pie. Nancy walked in like I'm her grand. Daughter, (laughs) Nancy, what was her last name? Driscoll. (laughs) Okay, gone. What what, what, what's she going to do? She looks so nice, right? I mean, it's believable. (laughs) It would have been hilarious if Mrs. Driscoll was like an old black lady. It's like, um... Okay, <laughs> I did love when they all came in as a as a family, and and uh, Nancy's like, I'm I'm going to see my grandmother, and this is my family. Yeah. And then the woman looks right at Lucas. And <laughs> <laughs> what did Lucas say? He said something like extended. Yeah, yeah this is extended. <laughs> Chris, well, yeah. Chris, it's what was your number one. My number one moment is also the hospital sequence, uh, which is kind of cheating. Uh, it's like mm. the climax. It's like 20 minutes. It's a wonderfully great. shot climax Super of the episode. It goes I just put hospital saying. slasher. Um, really well done, though. Really well done. For so. sure. Legit. I mean, that that is obviously an extraordinary sequence, but I, I kind of cheated for my number one. My number one is any and every scene that involves Alexi. So, as you guys are that's going you through. kept saying also my number one. Yep. Okay. Anything that Alexi was involved in, that's why I didn't say it on this one because he wasn't there. I thought you were just but, being drunk, like nope. forgetting what your real number one was <laughs> and that you were going to say the titties from Game of Thrones again because you're drunk. <laughs> no, dude, Alexi was just like a charming, wonderful character to introduce into the series. And if you had to have a series uh, plot or arc for the season, that involved Russian spies to have somebody so endearing be a part of a it. A good was, Russian. Yeah, a good, not just a good I'm Russian. I'm really excited to see the really continuation well. of his character throughout subsequent seasons because Absolutely. I've only seen up to chapter five and I, I just love that guy and I can't wait to see him in the next season. Same Z's. <laughs> right? Yeah, I love that character too. He's probably one of the most breakout performancers. Performancers. <laughs> performancers. <laughs> performancers. We are professionals. If you need an interview with us, please contact streamingthingspod at gmail.com. We will respond professionally and use words like performancers, will, which only insiders know. We will performance around your show. <laughs> <laughs> All over your show. Femination. What was it? Damn it. The time we related come to the monster and we said it multiple times. What, what was the word we came up with? <laughs> I don't oh, remember. Uh, uh, 
Flay Flamen? I don't know. Flamen. Flamen. Inflamination. Artificial inflamination. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> inflamination sounds like a disease. <laughs> oh, I've got a really bad inflamination right there. <laughs> Oh my god. Let's ask the drunk guy oh, so what the fake worse. word we made up was. I'll come up with one, guys. You don't want to bring it to me. <laughs> oh, that ends our chapter five of the flayed coverage. You can see uh, all of our work, which is very small. Our oeuvre is very small. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter oh, at CMichaelRudd. You can find Andy at InkwellVerbal. Yes. And Steve at Steve May 13. Yeah, boy. Email the show at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Let us know your feedback, uh, how you're feeling about the show. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes. Bump us up in the algorithms. You can also do that on Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever the hell you're listening to this at. Stay tuned. We are going to upload all of our audio files soon to a YouTube channel, which we will probably call Streaming Things if it's not taken. Uh, if It'd be it weird is, if we're we fucked. called it something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on YouTube at Inflimination at Steve May thirteen. <laughs> uh, my name is Chris. I'm Andy, and I'm Steve. Thank you so much. Peace. Inflamination. I get a real bad case of it in my junk. Bauman. Hi. You have reached the residence of Murray Bauman. Mom, if this is you, please <laughs> hang up and call me between the hours of 5 and 6 p.m. as previously discussed. Okay? Now, this is Joyce. Joyce, thank you for calling. I've been trying to reach you. I, I have an update. It's about, well, it's uh, it's probably best if we speak in person. It's not good or bad, but it's something. <clears throat> if this is anyone but my mother or Joyce, well, you, you think you're real clever getting my number, don't you? Well, here's some breaking news for you. You're not clever. You're not special. You are simply one of the many, many nimwits to call here, and the closest you will ever get to me is this pre-recorded message. So, at the beep, do me a favor, hang up, and never call here again. You are a parasite. Thank you, and good day. Sorry, this mailbox is full and cannot accept Aww. any more recordings. I know, Thank I, you for using I the voicemail message. Goodbye. I really want to leave a message, What too. would you have left him? Was that the same? I'm not Have sure. you called that before, Andy? I called it once before, yeah. Okay, awesome. Hi, when Murray. I first discovered about it. See, they're going some really deep stuff, and I really appreciate it.